Still dancing over there, bro. You still got that Brazilian butt bongo fiesta flowing through you. <laughs> I'm fucking burnt. <laughs> Not from the weed either. <laughs> and welcome to episode, was this, 14 of yeah. the Chopheads MMA podcast. I got myself, I got my boy Tommy D. Yeah! And I got my boy Scoop. Scoop's yep. fixing up the headphones right now. But bro, a lot of going on this week. I'm fucked up. I went to the Big Booty Mix, two friends at the H2Q pool club in Atlantic City, and Big booty mix. I got the farmer's tan. I didn't actually take my titty nipples out. Like, Take your top off, you little fat skinny Yeah, right. No one knows what gazelle is anyway. But what a fucking ride this was, bro. Yeah, I, I can imagine. I mean, you started your, your weekend off in Point Pleasant, you fuck. You're 20 minutes away from where I am, not even a phone call. Bro. You realize what it's like when we wrangled together the entire Gucci family? It's already a, a big enough fucking chaotic zoo to call Tommy and be like, oh, we're waiting for Tommy. We're, we're, we went to Point Pleasant Boardwalk to get pizza, essentially. That's what we did. We parked, walked for fucking 45 minutes, and we're like, okay, we can't get anywhere. There's nowhere that's not a two-hour wait. So we got pizza on the boardwalk at Joey Tomatoes and then walked back to the car, got in the car, and then it was like a 10-minute ride to the to – the, Tiki Cruise, but that shit was dope. I must have missed these guys by like 10 minutes because I was actually working in Point Pleasant on Friday. That was my weekend. Pretty much getting hammered from Friday till, I guess, Sunday morning. I woke up. I was like, whoa, bro. I'm not built for this anymore. It was fun. I would do it again. It did cost me like a grand total, but, you know. Yeah, it's rough getting a... You were better off staying in Absecon. What the fuck is that? Absecon. It's it's a 10-minute... Fucking cab ride. Is that actually how you pronounce it? I've always said Absicon. Yeah, Absicon. Absicon. I don't really care, though. So, anyway. Bigger news. Um, we got a new addition to the Chop Sports family. Yes, we do. We got our boy Sturch, one of the owners of Chop Sports, found out today that he's having a baby boy. So, congratulations to Dave. I'm not sure if he's actually listening because it's like he'll listen and then he mm-hmm. won't. I'm pretty sure he didn't listen last week because if he did, he might have had something to say about Tommy's... Uh, did you talk shit a little bit? Oh, when I said I heard him uh, on the show without you, and then I shut yeah, it off. Yeah, yeah but yeah. I really listened to the show, and I actually said that. Yeah. But, you know, it, it, since you told him that his name will be mentioned, he'll probably listen. But one thing I do know is he said he hoped he was having another girl. Yeah. and But that's all bullshit. I think that was fluff, because in case he had a girl, he didn't want to make it seem like he was super disappointed. Obviously, he's got a girl already, Girls and she's are beautiful. Uh, are they really, though? Yes. I don't know, man. Like, I guess when you get older, you got to worry about kids fighting and shit like that. But girls are easier because I didn't realize. But like, boy, we're we're scumbags. Yeah, scoop. You got two girls too. I got twin girls. Twin girls. I want twin sons really bad, but I just want to, you know, say, "You ready? Are you ready?" And let them go. Yeah, I said the same thing about my two kids. I said, you know, who, you know, you two are. If you're gonna fight, you know, whoever wins goes to daddy. Whoever loses goes to mommy. All right. Well, I don't know when I'm going to have kids. I mean, Ashley's probably got about eight more years before she's ready. So I'm going to be like that fifty, <laughs> that fifty-five-year-old dad, first-time dad out here. But Michael you know, K vibes. Michael, oh fuck, Michael K, bro. You, Does red ya. hair turn gray? Red hair? I don't know. Am I gray? No, no. I'm actually red, I'm just you red are. all together right now. You're I'm a fucked up. Bro. 
But if my my um, my chest is still still winter skin chest, so you know. Speaking of the chest, it's a nice shirt you got there, though. Yeah, bro. This is the I don't know what we're calling them yet, but this is the new merch. We don't have any video going right now, but maybe I'll post a picture. Part of, of the whole reason day. why we brought Scoop here was for a video, and we haven't done it yet. I mean, we can start setting it up. The camera's right here, but. You know, it's just a whole lot more to going into it. Yeah, this is, you also don't want to take it away from the casting couch. I get it. Yeah, no, 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 no. That's that's not even a fucking funny joke, Tommy. But it's just a busy week. I got a lot, a lot going on this week. Um, you know, the website, the website's launching on July first, first baby. And I'm fucked up about it, man. I'm nervous. I'm not nervous. I'm just I have a lot to do, and I don't really have. The time to do it all. At but, least you didn't have to create the website. No, I know. Well, I tried in the beginning. That was the problem. It was it was the most impossible thing that I've ever done in my entire life. But it was good that I tried because now I'm like a little more understanding of the process. So I'm able to ask the right questions. And, you know, Steve Aspara, I think I'm saying his name right. He's been fucking super helpful. And he's been doing a lot for us. And I'm excited to see. I'm excited to show everybody what the website looks like. We have a, a launch party, I think. On the night of the Connor fight at McDonough's Pub, I'm not you sure. You keep saying I think because because I haven't actually gotten 100 percent confirmation, but Dave did post the graphics. So now that's what I'm saying. It's going like, to make it work. The only thing is, I don't know the details of it. We're going there regardless. Mm-hmm. So whether it's some open bar, I don't know how it's going to work out yet. But we're going to be at McDonough's Pub, Chop Sports, and everybody's going to get to meet and greet and watch some fights. Get even drunk. though we've had this will be our third meet and greet. Yeah, but this one's a little more, there's a little more behind this. Well, for, yeah, it's the website launch. It's the website launch, and there's a fucking huge fight. So this is good for Chop Heads MMA, and it's good need, for Chop I Sports. I think we're going to need to find somebody, anybody who listens and wants to come out maybe be a photographer for the event would be pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, maybe we could get, oh, I wanted to shout him out. I wanted to shout out our boy fucking Mark from Canada. Right, because we yeah. were supposed to de- we were supposed to dedicate last week's episode from our our biggest Canadian fan, our only Canadian fan. At least that's what I see in the analytics. Unless, yeah, that's pretty much our only Canadian fan. And Mark, if you want to come be a photographer, just <laughs> yeah. get get your passport nah, together. Dude, Canada's on lockdown; they can't leave. Oh, that's crazy, eh? They're, they're on that, that COVID lockdown, eh? You know, the only thing we get here is Molson ice, and that's about it. Eh? So how are they? How are the? Aren't the Canadians in the Stanley Cup Finals right now? They passed some kind of. Exemption that they can come. I That's mean, why wood is so expensive here because can't it comes from Canada and can't transport it. Why would you even know that? That wood is expensive because here. I'm a fucking homeowner. That's why. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> how often do you go out to buy wood? I would like to build a deck, but I'm not building a deck for twenty five hundred dollars. <laughs> anyway, anyway, there's other big news, Tommy. Yeah. Of course. Uh, Fightbook MMA, one of our biggest supporters here. Uh, Owner Roberto Hilla becomes the director of Cage Gladiators UFC. He is now the Dana White of Cage Gladiators USA. That's pretty awesome. You know, uh, this has been going on for months. Um, I've kind of been sworn to secrecy. Couldn't really talk about it until the end. I think we might have dropped a little bit of a tidbit on one of our episodes. You cut it. But then I edited it out, right? Yeah, you yeah. cut it. Um, it, you know, it, it wasn't until the contract. I don't think I signed. cut it on purpose. I think that we like we talked about it, and then yeah. I happened to cut it, and then it, it worked out that I cut it. Yeah, I mean, look, you, you know, Roberto picked up, you know, Chris and I and Omar back in the in the Pride Rule days because he saw something in us, um, and of course, I you know I stayed on with Fightbook. I haven't really been able to write articles for them, but. 
Roberto works so hard and he has a regular job that, you know, hopefully with this, he doesn't have to do the regular job. Now, this is this uh, Cage Gladiators that's out of New Mexico. I think they started overseas first, like in Ireland. I think it's like, Ireland. These, these guys have a ton, ton of money. Um, and I can't really get into the, the specifics of what I they, could see Scoop already looking it up where, where they're from. Yeah, I, I don't want to get into the specifics of, of what they want to do for the fighters and things like that. But if this spins off right, it could completely change the way fighters are paid and contracted in every single MMA organization. Well, we'll see. All right, everybody. This week's Revan Rundown is brought to you by Fightbook MMA, your worldwide leader in combat sports, health and fitness, and pro wrestling news. You can find them at www.fightbookmma.com and on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and indeed at Fightbook MMA. It's time for the Reverend's Rundown. Who the fuck is that guy? All right, everybody. Liz Carmouche floors Kana Watanabe in 35 seconds of Bellator 261. Should Cyborg be her next opponent? Bellator sets Fedor's next bout for October 23rd in Russia, the return of The Last Emperor. And in PFL 6 results, Anthony Showtime Pettis is eliminated from the PFL playoffs, dropping his first two fights. Everybody's wondering, is it time for him to retire? Lance Palmer is eliminated from playoff contention. Dennis Galtzoff locks up his playoff spot in the heavyweight division. Kayla Harrison dominates MMA vet Cindy Dandwa just a mere few minutes of the first round. In a recent interview, Harrison was quoted saying, The fight makes no sense when interviewers brought up a fight between her and Clarissa Shields. Bare Knuckle FC results. Julian, let me bang, bro. Lane defeats Jace Boswick. Jake Boswick. Via unanimous decision, Pearl Necklace Gonzalez destroys Teresa Sagala via unanimous decision. Luis Palomino coached to a unanimous decision victory to retain his featherweight championship against Tyler Goodjohn. Tiago Alves, that's right. Tiago Alves defeats Uli Diaz by TKO to win the BKFC middleweight championship. Hector Lombard wins the cruiserweight championship by TKO against Joe Riggs. Then has another fight inside the ring with Lorenzo Hunt. And Joey Beltran retains his BKFC heavyweight championship by defeating Sam Shoemaker. UFC fight night results. Renato Moicano, Tim Means, and Renoy Barcelos. And Cyril Ghosn win by decision. And Tanner Bozer gets the only finish of the night, which is being contested by Ovin St. Peru. And Andre Touchy-Feely and Daniel Pineda went to a no contest due to, wait for it, and I poke. Ladies and gentlemen, that has been this week's episode of the Reverend's Rundown. Back to you, Chris Gucci. All right. Tommy, as always, great job. And as always, I got some notes here. Go down in chronological order here in what you mentioned. Pettis really won that fight. So, no, it's definitely not time for him to retire. Well, if you were going qu- chronological order, I started with Liz Carmouche. Well, no, I'm talking about my notes. Okay. I don't actually care. Carmouche, and, and that does that's irrelevant to me. Um, but Pettis, he, he definitely won that fight. I got to disagree. Well, of course you would, but I I saw it and pretty much the entire MMA world agrees that Pettis really got robbed. That I mean would they give that a 10-8 <laughs> that one round? Well, he dropped he got dropped twice. Yeah, I guess, but still he that's at worst it's a draw to me. So he won he won the first round, Pettis. But I don't think he won the last two. Well, 
Either way, that's neither here nor there. I think that it's a little, it's jumping the gun. Because even in his first fight in PFL, he was definitely getting controlled, but he almost got the finish in the third. So he's, it's just, he's I'm running into I'm not trying to a, say that PS, PFL has the lesser talent, but you remember Pettis. Oh, of from course. From WEC. And even in the beginning of his UFC reign. But he's not getting, he's not getting finished. He's not getting, you know, when you see guys get knocked out, knocked out, knocked out, then I'm like, uh, but if he's a fighter, man, like this guy wants to fight, he's not getting put to bed. I don't, I don't think it's time for Pettis to retire. I enjoy watching him fight and hopefully he rebounds and, and writes the ship a little bit. Now, Hector Lombard, bro, is he a scumbag or is he not? I'm not sure. I think he's back on juice again. Oh, well, that's a given. I think if you look at the weigh-ins for the uh, bare knuckle, everybody's on juice. Julian Lane, there's fighting. Bro, I'm actually kind of shocked. I know that it's combat sports, but I'm shocked with with what bare knuckle lets happen, whether it be in the cage, whether it be in the weigh-ins. You see the the brawls that they're having before the in the weigh-ins with Julian let me bang, bro. Because well, what it is is they need more eyeballs. Um, this guy is Feldman is, is paying money to big name fighters. Who knows if he's really paying these other fighters? You know what I mean? Like nobody really knows. Um, they need eyeballs. They need pay per view buys. All right, I get that. I get what you mean. I don't agree with it at all. Oh, the Dana White would have Dana White would have would have cut him. Didn't he get banned from the UFC for holding leg locks too long, or was that World no, Series that was, of Fighting? That was uh, Roos Mar Pahalas. Oh, why do I always get those guys confused? Because they're both on juice. <laughs> but honestly, I'm wa- I'm watching the fight, or I'm watching you know the post fight, and I'm saying, isn't this the guy that holds on to legs? But then I, I it was on me because I had it all fucked up. Yeah, from, no, that was Mar Pahalas. He's still fighting, I think. It's it's nuts, but you know the funny thing is bare knuckle fighting was the first to actually have fans at one of their events. Uh, look, man, it, it's it's a good product. I don't like who's running it, but it is a very good product. I love it. It's a whole other world in bare knuckle. It's just a different breed of dude that shorter takes, rounds. You see shorter, Chris Lieben yeah. having success, and it's really just it's about being able to take an absolute beating and still keep going. Yeah. It's it's interesting to me. I I enjoy watching these guys go at it. I do. Now next, Andre Feely cruising. It was a no contest, but really he got the dub. Mm-hmm. It's, but it's but now you're down. starting to see him kind of put things together. And and we've talked about these types of guys all the time. He's only 31 now, so he's finally starting to find his way, he's reaching that prime, that athletic. Is prime. he still with um Alpha Male? I think so. Yeah, he's got to be. He's been there. He's been there since day one. He's doing like a podcast with them for fucking eight years. I don't know, man. I think it's time for him to maybe crack the top 15 and finally get a, a chance. Right now, we got Bruce Leroy is sitting 15 in that division, and I would say that Andre Feely would be... I figured Bruce Leroy would have been out of the UFC at least like two years ago. He is so forgetful. He really is. Yeah. Um, You're talking about him being on that Ultimate Fighter show like 10 or 11 years ago. You know what I mean? And he was never able to have anything come into fruition in the UFC. Uh, you know, I don't know how he's still there, but. All right. Anyway, next next we're going to move on. You talked about the UFC fight night. Um, Yawn. Obviously, I got Andre Feely out of the way, but that title fight, dude, or not that the main event was brutal. But, bro, that main event was brutal. Oh, it's awful. Awful. Ciro Gan does absolutely nothing for me. Nothing. He's talking about possibly getting a title fight next. Come on, bro. 
Yeah, who is he even beating besides? What, who did he fight? Volkov? He fought Volkov, and his last fight he lost by decision in another. Gon's not a no. I think he fought. Uh, right. He's never lost. Oh, no, no, no. You're right. He didn't lose. He uh, struck. Rosenstrike, that's it. So he did beat Rosenstrike. It was that was another boy. What's he one. ranked right now? Who? Uh, gone. He was four going into. Wow, the heavyweights are fucking an, abysmal right now. He was three, and Volkov was five. So really quick, did you see Justin Jane's? What he did with the the twenty five thousand that he was uh going to win? No. He, he put it on himself uh, yesterday at fight night. Yeah, so he's out twenty five grand. That Wait, prize. that actually happened? He yeah. you're, you're, he bet on himself bet on like himself. a live sports book? And then uh didn't work out too well. Ladies and gentlemen, Over the Top was just a movie. When you're putting all your money Bro, on yourself. one of the best movies of all time, <laughs> yeah. though. That's fucking, that's Stallone in his heyday. Yeah, when you're putting that kind of money on yourself, you better win. Spit in your opponent's ear, stick your finger up his ass, check his oil, make sure you win that fight, because now all you got was your show money and whatever you were going to get paid, and that was about it. All right. When we start talking about fingering booty holes, it's time to go to break. We'll be back in a moment, guys. Warren Brumell of Keyport Law has been practicing for over 35 years and is here to help you in your bankruptcy matters. Bankruptcy is a specialized area of law that requires expertise and experience, and Warren brings both. Keyport Law has handled over 10,000 bankruptcy cases. They will make the process simple and provide easy, affordable payment plans. Warren will get creditors off your back, stop the annoying phone calls, and stop the creditors from contacting your neighbors and former employers. Listeners of Chop Sports will get the first interview free. Go to www.keyportlaw.com and fill out the new client intake form, and they will contact you directly. This firm is a debt relief agency helping people file for relief under the bankruptcy code. My goodness. All right, everybody, welcome back. Now it is time for our new guy, Scoop Espo. He has his own segment that he created here. It's going to be a like it, love it, or hate it segment. He won't tell us what the hell it is, and it's really pissing me off because I'd like to know what I'm getting into. But now it is time for me to turn the mic over to you. Go ahead, Scoop. You know, like we, like we said before, we don't have a lot to talk about, especially next week. We don't have a fight night or anything. I'm going to give you three lightweights here. Uh, I'm not going to give you Khabib because that would be too easy, but I think the, one of them might be anyway. So love it, like it, hate it. BJ Penn, Eddie Alvarez, Ben Henderson, where would you rank them? Like just the three of them were going. So, like, in lightweight history, right, who's the best lightweight out of those guys? Which kind of leads me to think we should kind of just do our own all-time rankings one day. Now, are you talking just in the UFC or their career as a whole? Their career as a whole, which is why I think one might be. Uh... So, for me, it's going to be BJ, Eddie Alvarez, Benson Henderson. Same. Wow, me and Tommy agree on something. Look at this. Scoop. I'm bringing everyone together. Scoop, do you got anything else for us? Because that, yeah, one, right? was, that one was, I wouldn't say it was easy. Brain I wouldn't say it was easy, but i just not a fan of fucking Ben Henderson, and he couldn't get it done outside of the UFC. And I think ever since USADA came along, Ben Henderson kind of t- uh, fizzled out a little bit. So Extremely fizzled out. A lot of it. Next one. Best fights out of these three. You got Forrest Griffin, Stephen Bonner, UFC uh, Ultimate Fighter 1, Robbie Lawler, Rory McDonald, UFC 189, or Shogun Hua, Dan Henderson, UFC 139. I'm automatically going to say that you're you're throwing shade at the Joanna and and Weili Zhang. That's how you say her name, Weili Zhang, because that was arguably the best fight I've ever seen. Period. It was up there, but the, the Dan Henderson Shogun Hua fights were insane. Yeah, but the Rory, uh, my my top fight of all time was Rory 
and Lawler too. So that's easy number one for me. You see, it's hard for me here because without Stefan Bonner and uh, and Griffin, the UFC is not what it is today. If it was not because of that fight, on I, under, that night, I understand about impact yeah. and, and what it did for the sport. I'm talking about in a vacuum, and that's what I think that we're getting at. Or, or is it all things factored in? Oh, it's, I mean, it's all things factored in, but it's also not doesn't have to be yeah I, i'm gonna go with just in a vacuum because it's easier for me like pretend like there's no crowd there's no nothing it's just like the fight that was the best fight i ever watched oh rory and and, and oh, yeah yeah absolutely uh his what's his name's lip at the end of that was better was the, the better part of that fight because as he's talking his mouth is going and then his pussy lips on the side of his lip <laughs> but yeah i think that is that do we agree on that too so it goes in order no uh, for me, it'll go Stefan Bonner and Forrest Griffin, um, Roy McDonald, and then Shogun Hua. Now, like I said, the reason why I'm putting Stefan Bonner and, and Forrest Griffin first is because, like I said, if it wasn't for that fight, the UFC would not have sold for $4.2 billion a couple years ago. That was the fight that got all the eyeballs watching it, not just the diehards like us. The Griffin and Bonner fight is actually what got me into MMA. So he's at one point. Now, this is funny because people at one point in time, if that was what got you into MMA, you were a noob. Where I come from, you know, people like that get slapped. You never woke up at at four o'clock in the morning. I've never liked. Honestly, I could add that to my list of, of things that I hate about MMA. I guess that's a perfect segue. Scoop, you did a great job. Um, It was short lived, but. What did we you gave us a good five minutes out of this. Do you have another episode? one or no? I'll throw in one. What oh, would you, you rather do one? as if you were a, an MMA fighter? Would you rather win by KO, TKO, or submission? KO. Bro, chicks dig the long ball. You ever fucking hit a home run in a, in a, in a softball game or a baseball game? It feels like you're hitting a home run. You don't even feel the punch land. That would be kind of cool. Well, as I was, I was saying, Damian Maya's approach is the best. He said he would rather submit someone so on Monday they can go right back to training rather than having to take time off from getting knocked out. Oh, that is so sweet of you guys. That's but so I'd rather knock somebody Yeah, come on, out. bro. Like you, you take a Damian Amaya approach. Come on, bro. You choke people out in practice all the time. It's got to be it's got to be such an amazing feeling to to connect on that one button. You probably feel nothing until the next day and your hand is all Just look at the a up. lot of the times the fighter reactions, the the crowd reaction, what gets you paid? Submissions get you paid. What gets you paid paid? One punch knockouts. One punch knockouts, right? So you guys so go KO submission. We have GKO. so many things that are that are segueing into our our next segment, which I is, like that segment, man. You need to come up with that some yeah, more. Yeah, next yeah. time we're uh, not doing anything, I got some more for you. Well, we got a lot coming up. This leads us to what we've been talking about the whole time, which is our newest segment. Not even a newest segment. Just today's little evergreen shit that we've been trying to do for you. Fucking evergreen. Tommy loves the word evergreen, but. The biggest problems facing MMA today. One of our sponsors, Jason Devlin, is constantly asking me questions about the oversaturation. Why is the UFC every week now? You know, fighter pay, Dana White sucks. All these things are true. Now, there's there's rebuttals to almost all of them. I have a long list of things that I think are wrong with MMA right now. We've talked about a few of them at length, right? So what I'm going to do here, Tommy, I'm just going to I'm going to breeze through what I think are the problems with MMA. Right, and then some we've glossed over already, but we'll 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 get through, and you could kind of touch on what you think might be wrong or right with some of these things. Now, eye pokes, the gloves. We saw it yesterday. 
uh, a no contest because of an eye poke, but Andre Feely, we both agree, he won. We actually have gloves sitting behind you that are a better design. Yeah. Shout out your boys. Oh, yeah. It's the, uh, the HKA grappling, uh, grappling gloves are the best. Um, so, yeah, that's enough about that, I guess. We're not going to shout out your boys any more than that. Tommy. I, that's a fucking weak <laughs> plug. But, yeah, fighter pay, right? Even though Conor McGregor is the top paid athlete in all of sports in the entire world right now, for 2020 or 2021 Forbes list, Connor was the highest paid athlete. That has nothing to really do with his fighting at this point. It's more so no, the fact that he company. no, he doesn't even own it anymore. Well, he sold it, which he is sold why it. he's yeah. worth so much money. Now, this is the one that I think that we're going to be able to get into at the most in depth, and that's the weight cutting issue and weight classes. And should they add more weight classes? Is should they restrict fighters from cutting too much weight? We'll get into that. Now, the judging. MMA judging has been brutal. We saw that over the weekend. I think Pettis got robbed. We talked about Rory McDonald just now. Rory McDonald's coming off a fight where he got robbed. Yeah, he got robbed, but they they still put him in the playoffs anyway because they knew that he got robbed. Would you guys feel if uh, they added more judges, if it would help any? Like five or six? No, what they have to do is get rid of the 10-point must system. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The ranking system. Now... I don't know if this is even really a problem facing MMA because some of the organizations have it right. Some of them do the point system that with the seasons. Um, I think it takes a unique... That's my favorite. Yeah, me too, but I don't think that you could really make that work with the stable that the UFC has. We could talk a little bit about that as well. Um, oversaturation. This kind of goes hand in hand with what... If, if you're talking about adding weight classes, you're probably going to have a bigger oversaturation problem. Yeah. The UFC's lack of talent at the heavyweight division... I think that's a huge problem. Huge, problem. huge problem. Because as the UFC go, as the heavyweights go, pretty much UFC goes. Not really, but you get what I'm saying. Like the biggest fights, typically over history in combat sports, have been the heavyweights. Yep. The heavyweight title fight. The fan base, the, the UFC, the MMA fan community talking shit about new fans. Scoop at one point was considered a noob because he just just got into the UFC watching the Stephen Bonner Forrest Griffin fight. That's so, the the basis of the fan base now is is people who got into it from that and that's fine. My problem with the the noobs are the guys that came in during the Conor McGregor era. That's my problem because they only watch to watch him. They don't understand what the hell is going on, but they have the balls to comment and look, it's Facebook, it doesn't matter. But you're going to argue with people. The balls, Tommy says. Like, people need balls to comment on. But here's Facebook. the worst part. Like, they're arguing with actual fighters. People who do this for a living. They're arguing with them. Bro, one of the most classic tweets I've ever seen was Paul Felder getting talk shit to. Yeah. You knew I was going to bring it up, right? And and Paul Felder's like, dude, that's fucked up. Would you ever say that to my face? And he was like, absolutely not. You're a fighter. You'd fucking kick the shit out of me. And Paul Felder was like, oh, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Just exactly. left it at that. But you see. That, I can respect that because that guy stayed in his lane, right? It's these, it's these fans that just attach themselves to one fighter and don't care about anything else. Just like when CM Punk came in the UFC. And I know at this time, because of our, you know all of our friends and the, the wrestling mark stuff, all they cared about was CM Punk, right? right. So it's a one-off. They're just watching that one fight. Yes, that one night it created revenue. What did it do for the rest? Nothing. That's my problem with casual fans. That's they're, they're only there for 
certain times. Now, when somebody talks about oversaturation, and Jay, this is not, I'm not calling you a casual, but that's like a... No, I mean, he, he's admittedly a casual. Okay. Yeah, that's, he's a casual that's fan. A, There's really nothing wrong with being a casual fan. Yeah, There's and, casual fans well, of all sports. Offense to it. Well, that is a casual... I'm a casual NBA fan. I know a ton about it, but I'm just, I watch it casually. That's it's not, a casual fan comment because, you know, oh, it's just one every week. When you have a stable of, of over, you know, 500-something fighters... These guys have to get their fights in, especially in order to, to crack the top 10, to crack the top 15. So you're going to be seeing these fights because these guys actually need fights. Is there other ways to go about it? No. Like, you can't just, all right, well, we're going to have this on the internet. You know what I mean? And these will be on, you know, ESPN+. Plus. This is why they signed on with ESPN+, Plus and Fox yeah. Sports, because it gives them that opportunity to have these multiple events. And honestly, I like it better this way with ENP, ESPN Plus because perfect. if you missed it, you could still go back. And, and really, it. what's, it's not really the UFC's fault. And I've said this to Jay as well, where why don't he said, why don't these other organizations step up and pay these fighters more and take them from the UFC? Well, because nobody, to be the best in the world, you have to fight in the UFC. Now, there's 1FC, there's Bellator, there's PFL, there's... Keep going. There's a ton of organizations out there, but yet these these guys all want to fight in the UFC, judging by the fact that there's 500 guys on the roster, men and women. I shouldn't say guys, but there's 500 fighters on the roster. If, if the UFC added more weight classes, which is what I think that they should do, I know that you're in agreement. What exactly do you think the, the solution, the best solution would be in that case, Tommy? If they're going to add weight classes, they need one between fifty-five, well, between lightweight and welterweight, and middleweight and light heavyweight, because those are the two biggest jumps. If you start adding more weight classes, you know, between each weights, then you're really going to talk about oversaturation because there's going to be ten belts. So every fight night, there's going to be a championship fight. There and you see, and you see where there's where where we're kind of seeing that the UFC business model has probably thought about all these things. And I was saying something like maybe they should just do every ten pounds, twenty five, thirty five, forty five, up to two hundred five, and then heavyweight. And that would that would make ten divisions, not even counting women's, right? So. You would have multiple champ champs. You would have guys that were making the weight cuts anyway mm-hmm. and just fighting at several weight classes and attempting to do make history, which I guess is kind of uh, jaded because history has already been made with less weight classes. So to have a guy now be able to fight at 155 and 65. You'd have one guy holding three belts. But what you said is just cut the, 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 cut the two biggest jumps in half. Mm-hmm. Then you're going to have the two smallest jumps in there. You understand what I'm saying? So you're going to yeah. have 55, 65, 70, or 75. no, 75, 85. Where does it go? You you got you can't have 170 and then 185 and then go 177. It's just not that's not a big yeah, enough jump. There's two. What is it? Uh, Bare knuckle does it this way with the cruiserweight and stuff like that. That's where it should be boxing. You know what I mean? Because they have 75 belts. Nobody really cares. Nobody really pays attention. Well, that's what that's another problem that we're getting at is the. The UFC belts are kind of even watered down at this point already. Well, because of all the champ champ stuff. It's not even because of the champ champ stuff. It's because guys don't actually care about the belt if there's a bigger money fight out there. It doesn't matter who the champion is. Like, Leon Edwards would have taken the Diaz fight probably over the Usman fight. Yeah. You know? Why wouldn't he have? Because he's going to get paid just as much to fight Nate. And it's an easier fight. Truth be told. 
I, you know, when we talk about fighter pay and things like that, I, I want to have, I want to do an interview with an MMA manager. I know you know a couple of these guys, Tony. Uh, yeah, get somebody on. We haven't. To by the, the way, that's what we really should start doing on these off weeks. We should just start cold, to, cold to get messaging. To come on these. and do an interview. A lot of them might not want to talk about fighter pay. I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about in general. We yeah. know a lot of these MMA fighters. Why don't we just start fucking calling? In well, some apparently favors? our third person's trying something, but I, I ain't putting any stock in it. No, shit. if Tommy. Bro, if, if, if you I haven't listened it, to the Pride Rules, if if Tommy couldn't get him, because Tommy's cousin's brother's sister's best friend's nephew used to train with a person that wrestled with Frankie Edgar's nephew, who also was coached by Frankie Edgar's wrestling coach. So Tommy knows him personally. So why couldn't you basically. get him on? I don't, I don't understand. Because you have to go through Ali. And he's a piece of shit. <laughs> I, I emailed him well, a million times. Well... There it goes. We're not getting him on because I don't like Ali. And if he ever listens back to a podcast, he'll hear me doing nothing but talking shit about him because he's a rat. He seems like the type of person that would come on just because you don't like him. Oh, that's even better. Fuck you, but, Ali, you rat. But no, I would love right, to guys, have... So uh, anyone want to come on the show? Yeah. <laughs> Whoever's listening to this, that'd be great. No, I, w- I would love to have them on so they can kind of explain things. Because, look, we could sit here and John Fitch said it to me perfectly. He goes, everybody talks about fighters need to be paid more. Because they don't just want to talk about how, you know, these guys are underpaid to basically live with brain damage for the rest of their life. Yes. Should they be paid more? I'm sure they should be. A lot of these guys aren't really moving the needle. You have They're, that? You have that. That's why I, I know that you're it's your guy, but I'm shocked that Corey Anderson got such a big payday from Bellator. He didn't do shit. Like, he wasn't a needle mover in the UFC. He's a very tough fighter. I... Believe me when I say I'm a huge fan of his. He's done it the right way ever since day one. You know, he had to make a little bit of noise, talking a little bit of shit. And that's not even him. He's just doing that because that's what you had to do he in the UFC. He was on the cusp, but Dana screwed him over. Well, exactly, because you want to know why. It's because he wasn't a needle mover. It was almost the same as Anthony a Ben Askren thing or, uh, or how he almost cut Colby and Colby had to change his thing up. Dana White doesn't really like that style and... Typically, the fans don't either, which is, leads me to back to what I was saying before with, when Scoop asked, what would you rather do, choke somebody out or I want to knock him out? Corey Anderson didn't have enough of that on his resume, and that's why he was pretty much just said, here, yeah, he gave him his pink slip, and he was didn't deserve it. You know, we talk about lack of talent in the in the higher weight classes, specifically American talent, because any of these heavyweights that are fighting now, they're fucking from another country because... The NFL and the NBA, which I talk about all the time. If we didn't have those sports in our country, it would be a whole different story in combat sports right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm finally, I think that you used to not agree with that, by the way. But now you're starting to see the. Yeah, but now that, they, no, if they weren't in this, yeah, of course you'd have more. I mean, Ray Lewis wouldn't have been killing people outside of the cage. He would have been killing people inside of the cage. Pretty much. And then you got even a guy like Dan Hardy. Or not, no, Greg Hardy. Right, he's he's in the top fifteen UFC heavyweight right now. Is is he ranked in the top fifteen? Probably. But that's my point. It's such a fucking. It's so grim out there that a guy that I think they only have fifteen uh, heavyweights. In John the Jones is the third best athlete in his family, and he's the best fighter in the in the world, arguably right now. Even though he doesn't fight, I don't this know, episode man. is all over the place again. Right. Just want to throw another problem they might have: the sponsorship with Reebok. They don't have a it's Reebok not Reebok sponsor. anymore. It's Venom, but yeah, well, still, still Venom. the fact that they're not allowed to have other sponsors, other sponsors. besides well, and that's what why the- a guy like like Corey Anderson, you know, they didn't cut Corey. He just decided they they just couldn't come to an agreement. He went over to Bellator, yes, so they're paying him more. 
but he also gets to keep his sponsors. You know, some of these guys, when we had Eddie Gordon on, remember? Some of these fighters lost like $100,000 just in sponsorship money. So, uh, yes, it's a, it's a huge pay cut that some of them take. But, you know, just like you alluded to, Chris, if you want to say that you're fighting the best in the world, I tend to think that with the UFC, the money will come. You know, I, I think it will come. I think in time it will come, too. But here's the problem. Essentially, what the UFC fight nights are and what these what these um, prelims are, it's like Major League Baseball, Minor League Baseball. Mm-hmm. You essentially see what I'm saying, right? You don't pay the guy in the minors unless he was the number one draft pick and you're trying to build him up. Most of these guys, they have a lot of self-belief, so they're going to sign and fight with the UFC because they believe at where they're at in, their, in this stage in their career that – in five years, four years, they're going to be the guy. It's just that it doesn't pan out for most of them because it's a fucking gauntlet in the UFC, even in the top 30. If you're outside the top 15 and you're 15 through 30, these guys are you know, top 50 in the world at their weight. I don't care what top 50 in the world is really, really impressive at no matter what you're doing, right? Yeah. So there's it, it's a coupled with self-belief and, and wanting to be the best in the world the only way to prove that is to be the UFC champion. Now, you could see Patricky Pitbull. You could see all these guys that might cross over and be good enough, but it's just one or two. It's not the gauntlet. They don't have to, they don't have to stave off the, the second best fighter in the world fucking eight times in a row to defend mm-hmm. their belt. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just not the same. So if you want to be considered the best in the world, you see even Michael Chandler, all these guys, their dream, even as they're making their name and they're getting famous in other organizations, Gaethje, Alvarez, Bro, the list goes on and on. You want to be the fucking man, you got to you got to win in the UFC. That's it. So that's why Dana White's business model isn't broken because he knows that he has something he's dangling he the carrot. He's a manager. He know like this is what people don't understand. Everybody hates on Dana. I love Dana. I don't like him for a lot of things that he does, uh stupid decisions that he does for one person that he doesn't do for another. And I'm not just talking about Connor. Because he Blows the Diaz brothers too, um, but Dana White was a manager. He was Tito Ortiz and Chuck Liddell's manager before he was the president of the UFC. He was negotiating deals for those two with the former owners of the UFC, like just shot in the dark kind of shit that you know they didn't think that was actually going to take, like with Tito's contract, and they actually took it. So he knows what he's doing. And like I've said to you guys before, even though it's 25 years, MMA is still a very young sport. If you look back in the day, like boxers, they weren't making incredible money. I mean, you could watch uh, Rage the, Bull. Yeah, these guys were fighting every six weeks, if if not more often back yeah, in the day. But you could watch like Raging Bull where like Jake LaMotta is going crazy about an undercard fight for $15,000. Some of these guys are making that. Just walking into the cage, and if you knock somebody out, you get a fifty, you get a fifty thousand dollar fucking bonus. Yeah, the UFC has made some people rich. Not everybody. Yeah. It's just like you know what you could look at the NFL. Is NFL pay a problem? How many of these guys end up broken, fucking crippled? A lot of them. You can most pay of them. Me, you can pay me to sit on the bench in the NFL, not come and play, and as long as I've what is it four years you have to be in, then you get the benefits for the rest of your well, life. I don't know. That's all news to me because that's all. That's all new stuff. I shouldn't say news to me. That's all 
They, they NFL really didn't take care of their uh, ex players until recently. Well, yeah, I'm not talking about the guys from the '70s that could barely walk now. Yeah. But you know, you're talking about MMA. Like I said, it's very, very young. The pay will increase. Now, the problem that I see with MMA, the biggest problem to me, and it's it's just with the UFC, is a seventy dollar price tag for a pay per view. Well, that's my problem. Well, we don't really have much of a problem with that. No, because I have down here. As one of the major problems with the MMA, with MMA today, and that's illegal streaming. But to me, that's just a solution. It is, you know, that's the solution to the problem. I think that's every pay per view. But Boxing. then, but then it goes Boxing hand in too, it goes yeah. hand in hand with the people that are complaining about the fighter pay, and then they're streaming the fights. You know, it's kind of hypocritical, even though it's not my job to pay them, or but it is my job to you know pay for the pay per view if I want to watch it. I guess. I mean, you're not hosting, so it's... Yeah, I'm not hosting, yeah, so... There you go. I'm not the one Dana's after. Yeah, no. But... No, but, you know, everybody says, oh, well, you know, boxers make X amount. Okay, and people do illegally stream boxing. And YouTubers make X amount. So if you want to be a boxer, be a boxer. If you want to be a YouTuber, yeah. be a YouTuber. If you want to be in the UFC, if you want to be an MMA fighter, you're going to have to fucking fight for the UFC. But you also have to think about boxing, how a lot of backdoor deals and seats. Tommy loves backdoor deals. Yeah. I wasn't the one at the uh, Pride Parade this weekend. Um, Again, that was today. <laughs> yeah. was He's here today. There. I am you here. Made it here from there. Good for you. I was wondering why you were wobbling coming through the door. Um, <laughs> you, put, you put on a couple pounds today? I sure did. Nice. A couple pounds gotta, today. He's just fat. In general. Um, what was I going to say? Okay, so. You, got, you know, I would, I would worry about you with weight cutting. You might have a heart attack. I Talking about a heart attack, Tommy almost did have a heart attack this week. He told me that he was at the gym oh and he took God. pre-workout. And he's like, I can't put my seatbelt on. I was like, that's because you're fat, Tommy. He's like, I haven't moved this, this much in like eight years. <laughs> it's been rough. <laughs> it's been rough. But uh, it must feel good to get back in the gym yeah. and get things going a little bit. Yes. Yeah. Um, the seats for a boxing event. I remember back in the day, I was going to get not front row, but like three or four rows back. And from they the told front. him that they had to, he had to pay for two seats because he's so Nah, fat. this is back when I was 155 pounds. <laughs> fucking. He's getting um, mad now because we're driving <laughs> this one home. Uh, it was the uh, Gotti versus Floyd Mayweather fight. One ticket was like 3500 bucks. So 7000 for you. Hi-yo! <laughs> I would have brought your wife, but she was three. Thanks for the compliment, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um... Okay, so we're going all over the place. What, what really it comes down to is we're going to have to pick. What do you think is the biggest problem? Because I know that you just said like 11 things that are your biggest problem, and I said 11 things. Weight cutting is definitely one of them. Instead of adding weight classes, don't let people cut 30 fucking pounds in between fight camps. One championship does it the best. Um, but, yeah, maybe they should just take on what 1FC does, and that might be the fix to – but the, the problem with the UFC – is they're stubborn, and they don't want to do anything that's not their idea. Do you agree with that? Obviously, or else they would have changed the gloves 10 years ago. They're, Dana White is so like Vince McMahon, it's not even funny. I know you're not a wrestling guy, but Scoop and I are. I was. Not you, now. It's bad. We were the wrestling fans from back in the day. Yes. Like, when they brought the NWO over, right. they knew that Vince McMahon wasn't going to push it because he didn't create it, and he killed it right away. Dana White comes out to the No Chance in Hell song every pay-per-view. <laughs> but he's just like Vince McMahon. Yeah. You know, it's it's ridiculous. He's very stubborn. Like, the glove should have been changed a while ago. Uh, just like we said with the weight cutting. The way 1FC does it, that's the best. This is what you weigh. This is where you fight. 
You're not going to weigh 185 pounds and then cut down to 145. That's bullshit. Also dangerous. What's up, guys? I'm still here. <laughs> Actually, I'm not. I'm fucked up. I'm like yeah. passed out on the fucking table. You know, that's that's bullshit where you have these guys cutting 35 pounds before their fight. It, you know, and then you get these weight misses just like the, the Figueredo. It, it sucks, man. And, and Gervonta Davis, this guy just won like his third belt. He misses weight and more belts that he has between fights. It's, it's amazing to me. It's amazing. And he beat the shit out of his girlfriend in public. Yeah. <laughs> and he's still allowed to fight. What a piece of shit. But, you know, I think that this segment ran its course. We we all agree now that MMA sucks, guys, right? Sorry for <laughs> ruining it for you, but MMA is now the worst sport on the planet. And I don't even know why we're talking about it anymore. But I guess that wraps up this one. We have a lot to talk about next week. We don't know what day we're going to record because it's 4th of July on Sunday, but we got the trilogy coming up. So the next two episodes are going to be dedicated to the UFC 264 main event. Pretty much just the main event. I, I know there's a lot of other fights, but there's so much. That's going to be a good card. It's going to be an amazing card. Um, but as usual, we got a lot going on on the network, and we're going to give you guys a little bit of a rundown. This week... We got the Chop Sports Daily Podcast with myself and Dave. Tommy's been talking shit about it. He's saying that we need to stop talking about so much softball, which softball is about to end because we play the one seed this week. So, Tommy, you get your fucking wish. And I think that we need to make the show a little bit longer as well. Yeah. A half hour isn't long enough for a daily show. No, There's because like I said, you get through 25 can, minutes what we should, what we should do, over. What we should do is we should talk about, um, we should make it 30 minutes minimum. You know, we try and hit our 30-minute mark because there's some days where there's just nothing to talk about. But then when there's something to talk about, we go a little bit longer. So, yeah, that's every single day. Monday, we got our show. So you're already listening to us on Monday. We get most of our downloads on Monday. So you guys are fucking great. As soon as the show comes out, I'm happy that you guys are waiting for it. And we deliver every Monday. On Tuesday, we have the Pretender to Contender podcast. We got the Jimmy Palumbo show. And we have... The Squeaky Bum Time English Premier League podcast, which these guys, shout out to them. They got this Euro round of 16 tournament going on right now. World Soccer Shop is sponsoring them. Scoop, did you get in that yet? Yeah, I'm in that. You, you are in oh, Of course. It. And I say yet, meaning like you, can't, you can't get in it anymore because wow. it started. But on Wednesday, we have episode four dropping of Chart Choppers with Alan Austin. It's essentially... Sports, pop culture, top list, top 10 list, top 15 list. Last week he did top 15 athletes in New York, and I'm not sure what the next episode is, so excuse me on that. Thursday we have I'm Your Football Team with Keith Keith Ernst, which is a fucking funny podcast already. I don't know if you've listened. I'm you. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm you. you. I'm you. <laughs> if you guys don't know the concept, just listen to the show. You're smart enough. You'll be able to figure it out. It's great. He's basically just trashing every football team. And go join his Facebook group that he just started because it's already got a little buzz going in there. Um, and we also have on Thursdays is Till Mets Do Us Part with my boy Ibby and John Sapinero. And on Fridays we drop... The goddamn Jets, with also with John Sapinero, his, his boy Max Antonucci, and Kim Cantoni. I think I said her name right. I hope I said her name right. And I know I said earlier that we got the website dropping this week on Thursday. You're going to be able to check us out on chopsportsmedia.com. I'm about to show Tommy and Scoop the back door of the website so you can kind of see what you're going to, what you no, have in don't, store. No. I know it's coming. Tommy has another back door joke for Scoop. I'm surprised he's laid off me, even though I was at Big Booty Mix this week, but I was with. I was going to say 13 year old girls. We got it. (laughs) I was with four girls. One of them being my, my beautiful girlfriend. 
So, Tommy, you really don't got much to say to me about that. I'm going to pass this off to you because I know you got some plugs that you want to make, Tommy. Oh, big shout out always to Fightbook MMA, the ones that help us keep, well, like, yeah, they help us keep the lights on here during the show because, you know, Chris is actually charging me to do this. Uh, check us out on Monday night. I'll actually be able to do the Pride Rules podcast. This Thursday, there will not be a show. Roberto's going on vacation with his wife because he's getting ready to start his new career. And that, that's that's pretty much it. And happy 4th of July because this is 4th of July week. And like I said yeah. earlier, we don't know which day we're going to record. I think we're going to record Monday and then probably drop it Monday. Maybe you know what we do Monday? Maybe we do a live show. Tommy's off work. Scoop, you said you could get here around 1-ish, right, possibly? Yeah. So maybe we jump on live and we get we get a little more fan interaction going, at least for one of the segments. We need to start doing more, as we're aware. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I said it earlier. I have a lot going on, so it's hard for me to, you know, really put as much of that I would like into this show. And the consistency has been key up to this point, but we really are going to ramp things up. We're going to get some videos out there. I have some ideas for YouTube that I just kind of wrote down during this podcast because I think that – we're on to something here, and we have a good mix. We're happy to have Scoop here, even though he's um, back. <laughs> Just so you know, Scoop, uh, Monday, I'm going to come here in uh, red, white, and blue bicycle shorts with a hole in the back for you. Tommy, uh, can you tell me the that size? That would be called the Yankee Doodle Dandy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so what's the size of your wife's strap-on? Is it like... like- how big? Uh, it's the uh, the pleasure master. It's not as oh, that as, one. That's one of not my as big as this. <laughs> not as big as this edit's gonna be. <laughs> Jesus Christ, the fuck! But right. fun times as usual, and I think that's about it, right? This wraps it up. Anybody got anything else? No. That's time for the Wu Tang Bang Bang. not just about the pussy juice cocktail. It's not. It's not. It's also, stop saying quote. You sound like a bitch when you say Ooh. that. Quote. Kayla Harrison, the quote. First of all, Amanda Nunes will rip her fucking head off, probably. Let's be real. I didn't say that on the real version. Tommy, um, that shirt doesn't fit at all. You got them sausage titty nipples. Chris, titty nipple? <laughs>